Hello, everyone. I'm Colin Tester of WrestleZone.com, joined by John Clark tonight. We're talking about Monday Night Raw. Uh, as John said while we were talking before the show, it's definitely not must-see TV right now, and uh, it's been the case for a while, but coming off of this show, that's definitely the case, and we'll talk all about it. But first off, John, how, how are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, you know, it's loving the dream, getting to watch wrestling and complain and just uh, trying not to feel so... It's a privilege, not a right, you know. So, I mean, you can complain all you want, but, I mean, me and you are still here. We watched it. We're going to talk about it. But uh, it, it could be a lot worse, but it could also be so much better. Yet another uh, on-point description from from John Clark tonight. Could be worse, could be so much better. Uh, but no, it, it is a privilege to talk about wrestling, even even when... Even when it's raw, even when it's a three-hour slog, you know, I, I, we do enjoy it, and we try our best to make the most of it. But uh, and we'll talk about this show, even though it wasn't the best. Uh, before we do, just want to uh, remind you all of this show, like everything we do here at WrestleZone, is available on any number of streaming flat platforms, whether it's SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, whatever it may be, whatever platform you want to use. More more likely than not, we've got you covered. So leave a like, subscribe. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, and right right away in the comments here, Luke uh, got us. Goddess Art, sorry for not pronouncing that right, saying I felt like I watched a replay of Raw for the third straight week. Yes, <laughs> it's been a lot of uh, redundancy, a lot of repetition, just a lot of the same. And it's not its not a lot of the same good. It's a lot of the same not so good. Uh, and the, as always, we say this pretty much every week, but Eddie Zahari chipping in saying, uh, Raw and SmackDown has a different brain of, of writing, you know, a, a just different creative, it seems like. Yet, the fact is, this company, it's its the same company, it's the same, you know, the same people by and large. So, so many know, people, man. so many people try to explain the this phenomenon as the fact that Raw is three hours and SmackDown is two hours, but even so, uh, that's just not an excuse for me. I think it, that I don't. I don't think the three hour has anything to do with it. It's not even good for two hours right now. It's not even good for one hour right now. I agree. I, I will say no. I will usually like when the show's good, it'll at least have one good hour. Uh, I will say I've always, as far as I can remember, thought the third hour makes it a lot worse because if it's two hours, it's like all right, it's two hours, and you're done. Uh, but three hours, it is a lot. And and maybe there's some truth to this. Michael Covington saying people complain too much. And that's fair. You know, we're going to try and try our best to, you know, spotlight the positives here. But then again, you got some comments like Sean Acoff saying this show is terrible and uh, wasn't great. But let's let's dig into the main event here because I, I did enjoy this I, and, and the, the outcome very much uh, in that we got to see Braun Strowman face Drew McIntyre. We got to see them uh, team up at the beginning of the show yet, yet again to face uh, Mace and T-Bar. Uh, formerly of retribution we can talk about that as well but for the main event uh well i guess we'll kind of jump around between the two because after mason t-bar won that opening tag team match via a count out uh braun Strowman uh attacked Jim mcintyre was frustrated with them they could not coexist uh the theme of raw these days and uh afterwards Drew mcintyre went to adam pierce and he said hey i want to face this man i want to i want to fight him and then not only that braun Strowman convinced pierce that if he beat Drew mcintyre he'll get added to the wwe championship match at wrestlemania backlash pierce agreed Strowman won after a bunch of shenanigans with Mason Tealbar interfering, Bobby Lashley and MVP distracting McIntyre. So we are getting a triple threat match uh, between Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre, and Braun Strowman at WrestleMania Backlash. And at least speaking for myself, I think uh, this is much better than another 
uh, singles match between Lashley and McIntyre. Granted, like they've they put on good matches. I've enjoyed them. Uh, but we just saw this WrestleMania. We saw it months ago at, uh, at at literally Backlash last year. Now we're at WrestleMania Backlash. So I'm glad that we're getting something a little different here. You add in Braun Strowman. So it's something a little different at the very least. What, what do you think of this, John, this whole progression here? Uh, so as far as from beginning of the show to end of the show, with the T-Bar May stuff goes and the Drew McIntyre stuff goes, uh, I was happy but also a little confused at the same time. I'll start off with why I was confused. I was confused because during the main event, it appeared the entire time that obviously MVP and Bobby did not want to see Braun win the match. So there was obviously shenanigans going on there to try to stop him from winning. But then when Drew's about to essentially get to win, we get T-Bar and Mace coming out to ruin Drew you know, from winning. Uh, and then obviously Braun gets the win. And the two problems I had with that, the first one was the fact that Bobby and MVP just got on the announcer table and like confront the two, like basically like they didn't see what just happened. Like they didn't care or something. And the second part that confused me was the fact that what, why, like why, why is T-Bar and Mace now out here again? MVP's already pretty much shut the door on them being affiliated with the Herb business, and I, I believe that. Uh, so are there some kind of uh, like a, a thing going on with Drew and them in the future? A little confusing there. So I'm not really sure where they're going. But as far as the result, as you are, I'm happy as well. Uh, the fact that we're going to get a triple threat match is a lot better for me. But... I did get this little this little piece of fear came into my head as soon as we saw this result. And do you know what that fear that I have is right now? Do you know what that fear is? What are you scared of, John? I am scared that Drew McIntyre is going to pin Braun Strowman at WrestleMania Backlash and win back the championship. Uh, so Bobby essentially doesn't look like a joker. He doesn't take the pin or anything like that. Uh, I don't want to see Bobby lose a title yet. And I can't help but to think that they introduced this to be a triple threat because they have something like that in mind. Unless they want to keep Drew looking strong and have Bobby pin Braun. I'm not sure, but me, me and you were in agreement that Braun was next in line for a championship match. And it seems like they've kind of just moved that forward where him and Drew are getting it at the same time. Coming out of this pay-per-view, you have to think that two of these three are still going to be in the title picture with one of them going to do something else. I think that that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, I really hope... I mean, I think your fear is entirely valid that uh, it's also easy to see Drew McIntyre winning the title. Um, But at the same time, you know, and we we talked about it last week where it just feels like if they're if that was the plan anyway, why not do it in front of the fans? But then this way you do have Braun Strowman in there uh, to kind of, you know, have someone to take the fall and and protect last year like that. Uh, And and we've talked about it before, but, you know, Herman Dakar saying he could see Bobby uh, staying the champion and for a year and letting Drew and Braun and who even knows who else chase it. And I like that, even if it's not a year, you know, there does seem to be some more meat on the bone here. If their long term goal, I mean, and we have no idea if this is the goal or not, but 
if their long-term booking plan is to have it be Bobby versus Brock, like Luke is saying in the comments here, then I think that's exactly what we're going to get. We're going to get Bobby continuing to just beat up his opponents, and then Brock shows up one night, and we finally get the Brock and Bobby match. We've all been... When I say we all, I don't mean literally all, but most people have been clamoring for. Uh, but then you have to imagine that Brock would have to be in this for the long haul. And what I mean by that is it's more than likely he would probably win this match. So he would have to be, you know, committing to coming back for two or three months, whatever, to have another title run. But it's going to be interesting for sure. Uh, I do think that this might be the long-term goal. I mean, just off the top of your head right now, do you think that's kind of their long-term goal? Or do you think that maybe Braun or Drew will win the title? Um, I have to, I, it's hard to say, like, you know, I have to think that the reason they, they had Bobby win at WrestleMania was that they want to you know, kind of see what the, he knew of the title. Uh, and maybe they are holding on hope for that, for that Brock Lesnar match. Uh, that to me, that makes a lot of sense, but, um, I don't know. I, I, I like, like I said, I, I could see Drew winning, obviously, you know, he's been the face of the company. Um, so it, it would make a lot of sense that if they want to put the title back on him. But at the same time, I, I do, I do like what we're doing, what we're getting with Bobby Lashley here, and I, I want to see, you know, what they could really do in a in a more uh, drawn out kind of thing, a drawn out reign. Um, may, and even though it was confusing, like you said, maybe one of the reasons why uh, we had Mason T Bar and Fear in the main event was that, like you said, you know, to, that way you give Drew McIntyre something to do there. And then, you know, maybe Braun feuds with Bobby Lashley individually a little bit after WrestleMania Backlash. That would make some sense to me. Um, and I, I think there's some, at least, possibility about uh, Brock Lesnar. I just don't know at this point, right? It, it is a, sure. definitely a, a variable. He is a, he, he's a free agent. So I'm like, we're saying he's in the company and may, he'll definitely come back. He's a free agent. So that there is a big unknown, a lot of question marks there. Um, but at the very least, I'm definitely excited that we're getting this triple threat match. We're not getting another singles match. Um, you know, we've talked about it. I talked about it on, on the SmackDown show, especially, but we, we, we talked about it last week on this show where WrestleMania Backlash is quickly becoming the show that's really full of rematches and just a lot of replay from WrestleMania itself. So at least this is something a little different. Um, so I, I'm, I'm happy about that. And, you know, while it's, it is confusing about, uh, you know, retribution and whatnot with Mason T-Bar. This is at least uh, a, new, a different direction. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad about that. But something that I'm unsure how I feel about is the team of RK Bro. RK Bro mm -hmm. is born. It seems that this is something that will be a thing on Monday Night Raw. We saw last week Riddle beat Randy Orton, very surprisingly, in a very enjoyable match. And I kind of, John, I, I saw your tweet. You were thinking that you know, it was pr a pretty much a clear lock that Randy Orton was going to beat R Riddle up pretty darn thoroughly tonight to get some revenge for that. You know, it seemed like kind of a, 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 a swerve waiting to happen. But instead, these two guys teamed up. They defeated uh, Cedric Alexander and uh, Sean Benjamin. They managed to coexist. So it seems like uh, rated RK Bro is here to stay. What, what do you think about this, John? Um. So I, I guess it's. I have two different opinions. I'm happy and I'm upset. Uh, I'm happy because, I mean, it's uh, entertaining. It's funny. It's cool. Uh, you know, Orton is good at pretty much whatever he does. And I guess it's okay for it. I mean, me and you have been talking about how we just want to see Riddle get beat up and, and 
pretty much turn heel, and that's kind of what I was hoping for here, but that's not what happened. But what I think is more intriguing that we need to talk about, other than obviously this is important, but um, it's been three weeks now since we've seen the tag team champions, and they haven't even been mentioned one time since they walked out of the ring winning at WrestleMania. You have to think this is cause for concern. This is very awkward. This is very weird. This doesn't usually happen. And obviously, okay, people are gone sometimes. But what I mean that usually doesn't happen is the fact that they're not even being acknowledged at all. So you you can't help but to think something is going on behind the scenes. or I mean, it has to be. There's no reason why they wouldn't intentionally not be booked for three weeks. So whether that be, I mean, initially me and you speculated that maybe it was something COVID related. It could have been, but now that it's been three weeks, that can pretty much be rolled out. You have to think something's going on behind the scenes, whether it be an injury or some kind of controversy or whatever it may be. But is this concerning to you? It was very concerning. I mean, I was concerned after, after week one and you know, now, now we're three weeks in. And the same thing happened with Seamus where uh, he was, you know, not mentioned for, I think, like he was gone for a week. Uh, but now this is three weeks for the Raw Tag Team Champions. It very much, it very much seemed pretty clear that, uh, you know, after WrestleMania, they, they beat the New Day for the titles. So they're clearly, they had pretty high hopes, hopes for almost NAJ Styles. Uh, and, and I think the show, I'll, I'll say it, the show has suffered in their absence. You know, even even if they weren't the champions, I mean, they had been kind of one of the featured uh, elements of the show. So, uh, and we're getting some comments that Edge has been off TV as well, but that's different. Like Edge is that's expected. I expected that. Yeah, but this is like these guys won the titles. They're not part timers. Like they're, they're and the, the the lack of a mention is is very concerning. You know, they're not even there's nothing. You know, and uh, Craig, Craig Backlund has said that Bray, Bray, Bray Wyatt was not on either. Um, and he, he at least appeared, he was on last week, though. Yeah, that was what I was about to say. So he hasn't been entirely missing. Uh, so I don't, I don't know what's going on here. And you know, we never w- really want to speculate entirely. I do think there's some validity to the fact that there's something going on. Whatever that may be, I don't know. Um, I, I hope yeah, I guess. I mean, in the meantime, they're certainly turning some attention to the tag division. We didn't see the Viking Raiders tonight, but the past two weeks, we have seen them in winning efforts. Uh, it appears like back on t- back talking about the rated RK bro, there's something in the works there. Uh, I mean, you can't help but to think the ultimate outcome is going to be Orton eventually turns on him, uh, unless maybe they really just want to have the trigger on Riddle being a heel and Riddle turns on Orton, uh, but that wouldn't make any sense right now. Uh, and then obviously with uh, T-Bar and Mace and then New Day and Elias and Riker and Miz and Morrison, the Raw tag division is definitely improving. But without the champions, it's just really hard to overlook that right now. Uh, but True. all in all, tonight with the RK Bro stuff, I thought it was entertaining. I was happy with it. I'm interested to see where it, where it goes next. Uh, there was some rumors that Orton might have hurt in his shoulder last week. Luckily, he's fine there. He was in action tonight. Uh, where? Do, how? How long do you want to see this RK Bro thing last? I mean, if they didn't go through with it tonight, where you know we saw, you know, the, they didn't, you know, implode that they did win this match. I do think it would be beneficial to kind of draw it out a little bit, you know, 
not necessarily have the classic like oh they won the titles but they can't coexist i don't know if you need to take it that far but you know run, run it for a little bit and have them you know successfully team up for couple weeks maybe i mean i think we still have maybe two two-ish weeks until wrestlemania backlash so maybe maybe you know maybe they implode and and face off wrestlemania backlash or if this is even longer than that i mean luke, luke out of start saying that he uh that this this could happen you know, they could coexist until they win the tag titles you know there there is some you know that that's a possibility um for all know, we I, know they could be vacant soon <laughs> yeah right who knows um I don't know. Like uh, John, you and I have talked about it. I, I'm not a fan of uh, the riddle gimmick here. More often than not, the, the humor doesn't work for me, and it just more aggravates me than anything. But uh, there's this fun, like you know, straight man versus you know, annoying humor with with riddle energy of Randy Orton here. I, I like it. I, it's, I did it's, like it tonight too. It was definitely better than normal. I liked the whole. I think what makes it funny for me is the fact that like you can like I relate to Orton. And the way that Orton reacts to Riddle saying, like, maybe we could do the snake skin. And Orton just rolls his eyes like, would you, st- would you just shut up and stop being so stupid? And that's exactly like what me and you are probably thinking as we watch it. And then he says, you know, we can do entrance music and this and that and this and that. Orton's like, just stop. And that's exactly what me and you say. Just yeah. stop. So and- I think that's kind of what makes it work. I agree. We're seeing some some support in the comments for Riddle, and there, there's always you know there some people like him, and that's fine. We're getting Nesha Curse saying I like Riddle, and Hermit Akar saying Riddle's starting to grow on me. Like maybe there's maybe they're finding their stride here, where like you, you if you directly kind of play off of that annoying nature, where like you know, if you kind of indirectly acknowledge like some people really don't like it where johnny you were saying you and i were, were in orton's shoes were like that's very much what we're thinking so I, I think this could be you know a good step in the in the right direction for riddle even if he doesn't necessarily turn heel or anything um i don't know i i saw i definitely saw a lot of of positive uh thoughts about rk bro at least in, as a short-term thing um so I, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with it uh whether it's a uh, you know if it's if, if it doesn't last long in the face of wrestling backlash or if this is more of a you know, short, you know, middle term, like a couple months. Who know? I don't even know. Especially Johnny, we were just talking about the tag titles. Maybe you know, if AJ and Omos aren't good to go, maybe you give these guys the titles and see what they can do. I mean, there is something to be said for that. I like this this comparison of with DJ Cassier saying Orton Riddle, the new Drake Maverick, and Killian Dane. Definitely that fun energy there. Um, so you know, I, I think if they if if they you know kind of can if they mesh well together, you know. The, the the plan could very well be for a, a short-term thing leading leading to a match backlash but if if it's entertaining enough they might decide to draw it out uh we'll just have to kind of wait and see um and we'll see what happens but uh one thing that was another big story tonight was the return of charlotte flair charlotte flair had been suspended after attacking referee last week and then sonia deville brought her back sonia deville a wwe official usually over on smackdown uh, but she was on Raw tonight. You know, we see Adam Pierce often is on both brands, but this is, I think, the first time I can recall Sonya Deville being on Raw as an official. Yep. Uh, basically, she literally snuck Charlotte in th- uh, through a back door and brought her out, had her apologize to the ref. Uh, definitely, a, definitely a power play here. And this is something that I've been wondering for a while if we could be getting some kind of a power struggle between Deville and Pierce. Uh, and Charlotte apologized to the referee, so she got reinstated. She's not suspended. Uh, and then Adam Pierce, like he, he flat out said, like I don't, I don't like this. You're, you're trying to, you know, you're trying to, you know, essentially throw like 
take my take my job right um and then charlotte did beat uh, mandy rose so i'm not quite sure uh if johnny and i had been talking about it if this will still lead to the, the triple threat match with very ripley and asuka at wrestlemania backlash especially now we've got this other triple threat match but at the very least charlotte flair is back on raw what do you think of this i love it uh but i'm a little conf- confused if this was the plan all along i mean it's only been a week uh the whole referee thing, I thought they might have played that out a little more. It seems like maybe that was just the thing they did tonight. Uh, I'm more intrigued by the power struggle thing you brought up with Sonya and Adam Pierce. It definitely seems to be that Sonya is kind of adopting that heel sort of gimmick, sort of like John Laurinaitis had when he was in charge, like people power, sort of like, I don't care what the people think. Uh, I think and this goes also back to Triple H, the best for business stuff. Also, like Sonya's on that direction. Uh, Adam Pierce has been more of like that face kind of leader, where uh, he gives the baby faces what they want when they come to him. That's a whole other discussion with Drew McIntyre always getting what he wants. Uh, he isn't afraid to confront Roman Reigns on the SmackDown side of things. So I do think they are somehow going to do something with this. Maybe it eventually leads to Sonya getting back in the ring. Uh, I know we had a couple comments here like this one. Why isn't Sonya wrestling? Is she hurt? She's not hurt. That's just not the direction they're going creatively right now. Uh, She's healthy to wrestle, uh, but she just isn't. Uh, What do you think about this comment from Eddie, though? The one, uh, so in the comments here, if you're listening to this and not watching it, Eddie, Eddie Zahari in the comments saying, I think this situation uh, could lead to Team Sony versus Team Adam Pierce in Survivor Series. Long-term storyline, winner gets both control, uh, winner gets control of both shows. Uh, that reminds me of WrestleMania 28. It was, I think, you just mentioned People Power. That was uh, Teddy Long, uh, Team Teddy Long versus John Laurinaitis. Very similar thing, where it's like, you know, battle for for brand suit not even brand supremacy but for control of both brands so I, I think that'd be kind of a cool even even indirect callback you know i think i especially with survivor series definitely the one time of the year they do try and kind of uh you know hype up that that brand warfare kind of thing um i think that'd be kind of cool it's it's april now if they kind of it feels like they're kind of ramping up this uh as i as i said power struggle kind of thing i'm not sure if we can really draw it out necessarily all the way to november it's like uh pretty much it's tough for a w to really do that for any storyline where you've got you know all this tv time every single week like it's hard to really uh draw something out like that i think if they can make it work that'd be very cool uh especially for sonia uh you're just john you're just mentioning that one comment where it's like she's not hurt but it's just this is the direction that they're going with her and she could definitely come back to the ring at some point and curse saying she wants to see sonia back at the ring and i'm sure that you know at the right time she will get come back to the ring and maybe hey maybe it's a compromise you know she she might be in that match at the survivor series that's a, a possibility um but she's you know she's doing well in this role too and I, I'm, I'm liking you know this this role for her uh, but i don't know i i i I'd be curious to see kind of how this continues to to progress. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. But uh, otherwise, uh, to kind of segue, so we did see Charlotte Flair win this match. Uh, so she's, you know, presumably back in the in the title picture, even indirectly. We did see a six-woman tag team match between uh, Asuka, Lana, and Naomi versus Ray Ripley, Nia Jax, and Charlotte, uh, and uh, Shayna Baszler. And uh, Lana took the pin here, Nia Jax pinned her, and I, I couldn't help but get a little frustrated because we got that whole storyline last year with Lana and Nia, Nia Jax, and now 
this. Like, <laughs> Nia Jax got the, like, got the pin and is like, well, what was the point? But um, that's neither here nor there. But uh, one thing that, that was worth noting during the match was uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke came out and threw water at Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax slipped around on, on the mat and it was supposed to be really funny. And I didn't think it was. And this was at this point of the show, I was like, man, the raw humor is just not good. And to, uh, just as a to to double up with that, we got to see uh, Damian Priest and the New Day pelt the Miz with Rotten Tomatoes, at which point I literally tweeted, like, do people like still throw Rotten Tomatoes? Like, am I missing something? Because that's what that feels like something that's way old. It seemed it, it seemed like they were playing off the fact that the Oscar awards were last night and the whole Rotten Tomato rating thing they do. That was kind of like a play off of that. I I think that was a whiff. I don't know. Like for me, like if if you like that, more power to you. But like n- both of these segments, I was like that that combined. It's you know, even though I, I like some things we saw tonight, just like that left both of them left a, a bad taste in my mouth. I don't know. Yeah, I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Uh, the commentators slash announcers seemed to be pretty entertained by it, and they had fun with it, but. Um, Speaking of which, uh, I was more a little bit more impressed with the commentating team tonight, but maybe it's just because I'm getting used to it. <laughs> what about you? You're still not mm, digging it? No, I'm sorry. Like, and I saw. I think I saw uh, Adnan Verk was trending. I'll try to phrase it more nicely. Like for getting, negative reasons. Yeah, like he was getting a lot of flack, and I'm not. I'm not going to say that. Like, oh, this. Like, he, he, I'll say he's fine, but at the same time, like. I don't necessarily enjoy the change. Um, and, uh, you know, getting some comments here. Herman Dakar, definitely not a fan of, of Ed Anverk's commentary on Raw here. Um, I, and I, I think we talked about it last week. Like, even if I, I say to myself, okay, like, Smojo's gone. Like, so it's okay to miss him, but he is gone. So we have to accept that. I just don't, I'm not digging it. I don't know. And it, it's not even just like a personal thing with Ed Anverk. It's like, I, I like Corey Graves just fine. I like Byron Saxton, but all three of them together, it's it's just not working for me. And we're, we're now a couple weeks in here. Um, I don't know. And like, I'm still not going to write it off necessarily, but we have given it a couple weeks. Michael Geffa, I like this idea. He's saying bring back Tom Phillips. You know, it does feel like he got, and I think John, you mentioned last week that you, you like, you like Tom Phillips more than I do. Yes, I do. I'm a fan of Tom Phillips and I like him more than I like this. Uh, how do you, it's Adnan, right? Adnan Verk is how you pronounce that, that it. That sounds right. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I, and I, I nice. thought maybe he would have gotten adjusted into the position a little bit better by now, but, um, and I said, I'd give it a month. So I'm going to give it a month. He'll, he still has another week before, but, uh, there really hasn't been improvement, but like we talked about before, they, they're kind of too deep into this now to go back. I mean, it would just look absolutely horrible on them if Phillips was in the booth next week and everybody's like, well, that was a failure. Uh, I don't think they're going to jump to a conclusion that quick, but yeah, uh, I like this comment. It, it from, could be a lot better. I like this comment from Nando, from the show Nando, saying, Verk is a fish out of water. Um, and that we talked about it before. He is you know, he has the background as a sports broadcaster. He worked in baseball. This is obviously a very different ball game, you know, pun intended. Uh, but Nestor Curry is saying Corey should have stayed on SmackDown. I thought Corey was great on SmackDown. And but at the same time, I do like what Pat McAfee is doing now. So, you know, kind of a mixed bag of a situation there. 
some more comments. Stephen Chambers not liking Virk, saying they're better off with just Corey and Byron. Um, I don't know. I, yep, I think it's fair. We still have, I'll say, you know, and obviously he could very well improve, even if it's not next week, you know, maybe two months from now, uh, maybe he'll, he'll improve. But the, the one thing, like I saw some comparisons with Mike Adamley from back in the day, a guy that they, they brought in. Oh God. To, How long did that last? Not long at all. But the thing was like, that was roughly 2008 and it was a very different world. Like social media was not the same thing it was. Uh, and you know, even though it was a thing, like the fact just it's the fact of the matter is like WWE is such it's almost like they're uh, you know wounded by their own success. So they're this big you know social media f- force. And like they're, they're uh, I, I just think in this case they just picked the wrong person. I mean, obviously, it works with certain people. For example, Pat McAfee. It's working perfectly with Pat McAfee. Uh, but I just. And I mean, and they claimed they had this guy doing like his own version of the commentary backstage for two weeks as like a tryout. I don't know what they saw because this, uh, I don't know. Uh, but at this point, uh, I, Tom Phillips was fine. I don't understand why they felt like they needed to get rid of him in the first place. They they didn't really, it always seems like he gets benched. We talked about this before. For no reason, they just get rid of him uh, from a specific spot. I mean, Vic Joseph was okay, and now he's on NXT. I'm glad he found his spot, but I just wish I knew their reasoning for why they made certain decisions. And the reported reason they made this one is because they wanted to give Raw more of a sporty feel with a more sports-heavy figure, but it's just not working. I don't think so. I like this idea from Sean Smith saying, like, make it a revolving announcer seat where it's like you bring in someone kind of different every week. Like they did the guest host for Raw back in the day? Yeah, but like, at least this is a little different where it's like they're just, I don't want to say just on commentary, but, you know, it's easy to kind of, I, I don't want to contradict myself, but like it is a little different where it's like you're on commentary versus the guest host segments, like you're literally taking up time on the show, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. Uh, definitely some more comments here. Uh, I like this idea of uh, Tom Phillips and Pat McAfee being a good pairing on SmackDown. Could be an option down the road. I don't know. Um I don't know. It's just, I don't, I don't want to knock the guy. I'm hopeful he'll, he'll improve as we go here, but uh, uh, we'll just have to wait and see. Some more support, support for Tom Phillips before I move on. Sean Acoff saying Tom plays his role perfectly to me. And I, I agree. I think Tom Phillips is very talented. And um, yeah, I, it's a bummer, right? I, I did enjoy his commentary. And we could, we could talk about this, you know, for a while longer, but I don't want to belabor the point. So we'll, we'll move on. Something that, caught my attention tonight for better or worse was alexa bliss talking about lily and how she's going to unleash lily on the uh, the wwe universe kind of more of the same here but i don't know <laughs> as the weeks go on here I'm, I'm going from someone that used to be like you know all you know ent- entirely here for the storyline really excited about it and now bray wyatt wasn't on tonight don't know what he's doing now we're getting alexa bliss a very similar thing two weeks in a row where it's like all right, and I got this doll, and she's she's telling me what to do, and you better watch out, or I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt you if she tells me to. And you know, it's not my fault. Blame Lily. Lily told me to. Um, and I again, I, we talk about it like as a horror movie fan, I, I kind of like it. You know, there's some fun stuff about it, but and Alexa was plays the part very well. Um, I just don't like this is one thing I just wasn't really feeling tonight. What do you think of this, John? 
I mean, it kind of was a repeat of last week in a sense. I think tonight was more of like a I'm coming type of promo where like she's basically staking her claim as being a new can. I don't want to say new, but being a, a player again in the women's division. Uh, so that's going to be interesting. Uh, the whole instead of her saying, let me in, she's saying Lily made me do it. That's basically her equivalent to let me in. Uh, so that's interesting. Uh, it seems like the, this is a, compl a completely different path from her being Sister Abigail. Uh, she's not buried for people in the comments saying that she's buried. She's not buried. She's a relevant part of the show, getting her own segments. And they hype her segments throughout the show as well. She's clearly one of the top three, four women on Raw, if not the entire WWE. She will be uh, back into the spotlight soon. Uh, I think if anybody is struggling from this, it's The Fiend, not Alexa Bliss. Uh, I mean, we've talked about The Fiend only making an appearance once, but we kind of expected it because last week he kind of said, you know, he basically said he's changing, and he's not going to come back until he's changed. So I didn't really expect to see him this week. But Alexa Bliss, uh, I want to see her in a couple matches, see how they play this gimmick out in the ring. Maybe give her a match against like Dana Brooke next week or something, uh, and see you know see what happens there. But uh, I know you say you you weren't satisfied with it tonight in a way, but compare that to Bray Wyatt and what he's been doing in the past couple weeks. Then what do you think? I mean, it's it's funny because like, wait, was Bray on last week? Was that when he said he was? No, that, I think that was two weeks ago. He's two like, weeks oh. ago, yeah. So he said, yeah, I'm going to be reborn. And then he, now he's gone. And I saw one comment saying that he's going to get repackaged again. Um, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with him. I do want to point out some comments for Alex Bliss here. Herman Takar saying, "I love Bliss, but the promo was was meh," and I agree. I think the more I'm more with uh, Nestor Curse here in terms of why I wasn't really here for this. She said, uh, "I'm over this Alex Bliss storyline. Put her back in the ring." And I think that's really it. And John, you, I think you, that's what you're kind of saying, where it's like just put her in the ring and see what she can do. And that's something she said in interviews, where it's like she she wants to work in the ring as this character, and that's probably where we're going. Uh, at this point, I am just getting a little impatient where I'm like, you know, I, I've been saying it for a couple weeks now. We saw it back in January. She did wrestle as, as uh, the beginning of this character in a lot of ways. Uh, she almost won the Roman woman's title as this character. And then she hasn't been in the ring since. So I do want to see her get back in the ring. Uh, don't know where necessarily she fits in this uh, woman's title picture right now. When you've got Ray Ripley, Asuka, Charlotte Flair seemingly in this like, you know, three-way feud uh, for now. Uh, but maybe within a couple months, she could definitely uh, be at the top of that that championship picture. But yeah. I don't know. You know, you know, these thoughts about the fiend being reborn. How many times will he be reborn? Right? I the guys had you know a couple kind of restarts, if you will, where it's like from Bray Wyatt to the fiend to the burned fiend. Now he's back. You know, or going in some mysterious new direction that we don't know of. Um, it's hard to say. You, you asked me how I felt about you know the Fiend's direction these past couple weeks. There hasn't been a direction, like you said. I'm I'm gonna I am reborn and I'm gonna do stuff, and then we haven't gotten to see what that stuff is. Uh, so I, I'm hopeful. Like again, I guess even maybe even more than the explicit stuff at this point. I've, I was I've still been a real proponent of all the Fiend storyline here. I just really want to see where that's going, and without knowing like without any evidence, it's hard to really say. 
So at the very least, you know, I, I'm hopeful that Alex Bliss, you know, she has been doing great work as this character, even though if the promos haven't been great, I just hope that, you know, sooner and later, uh, she will get back in the ring because that's what I want to see at this point. Um, another thing that we saw tonight was the Sheamus was back out with the United States Championship Open Challenge for the second week in a row. Humberto Carrillo answered, and in se- last week he he got his he he got a <laughs> Sheamus just beat him up, <laughs> plain and simple. There's no way there's no way around it. But this week Humberto got some revenge. He left Sheamus, uh, you know, he tossed him out of the ring, dove onto him, you know, hit him with some drop kicks, and you know got the upper hand. Uh, so it kind of it looks like we're going for for a United States Championship match, at probably at Backlash. John, you're shaking your head. Uh, you're, you're not you're not on board of this. I have mixed feelings, but what what did you're not you're not a fan? No, I'm not a fan. Uh, I joked before the match that uh, they were going to feed him another jobber like Akira Tozawa or Drew Gulak, and it was going to be a repeat of last week. And then when Humberto came out, I immediately knew right away that this is what was going to happen is he was going to get the upper hand and we're going to get a match either at probably the pay-per-view, I would guess maybe in the pre-show or something like that. Um, maybe it's just Humberto Experiment 2.0. Uh, I, there's no way I see Sheamus losing this to him. It's just a, it would not make any sense at all. Uh, so, hey, you know. Uh, I think if they were going to do this with Humberto, they should have just let Ricochet come back and do this because Ricochet is at least a better known name and people wouldn't be complaining anymore that Ricochet does nothing. Uh, but hey, what can you say? And it's very interesting they do this after, uh, you know, Andrade leaves and then goes off with the media about how the Lucha Mexican slash, you know, that, that I don't want, like the wrestlers of that, uh, race slash whatever you want to say. You get what I'm saying. The Mexican type wrestlers, they never get opportunities is what Andrade said. Sin Cara, Kalisto, Grand Metalik, the list goes on. Angel Garza. And then two weeks later, Humberto Carrillo is now likely getting a championship opportunity. I mean, coincidence or not? What do you think? I mean... Maybe it's one of the things where there's some truth to both, where it's not a total coincidence, but uh, it could be just a a matter that they they wanted to go this direction anyway, and and maybe they felt some extra motivation there. Uh, Some kind of conflicting comments here about what the ultimate plan of it is, whatever the motivation may be. DJ Cassier saying Humberto will be the next U.S. champion, uh, but at the same time, Stephen Chambers saying uh, Sheamus on the belt for a while would like to see either Damian Priest or Keith Lee beat Sheamus. And I still think that uh, seems like the most likely outcome, although I, I will say tonight, you know, Humberto, Humberto came out and I was like, are we going to get Humberto beating Sheamus? Like, I will say the guy looks great. Yeah, I know he's been working hard to like add muscle and he, he looks great and he looks more, I don't want to say legitimate, but he went, he, he didn't really look, he, he's ripped. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's just, you know, that, that's not to say that that determines success, but like he's more physically credible now. So now you put him in there with Sheamus. So, there's something to be said for that, but at the same time, I think we were talking about it last week. I see Damian Priest as the guy that could definitely benefit from having a U.S. title run like that. Uh, we talked about it, I think, last week or you know, at some point in, in uh, this month, where Keith Lee is still missing, and Nescaris points out, yes, he, we don't really know what's going on with Keith Lee. He's still not cleared. Um, not sure when he would be cleared. Not sure what's necessarily going on there. A lot of kind of question marks surrounding some of the raw roster here. Uh, 
but we did see Damian Priest, you know, pick up another win tonight. He beat after the 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 Rotten Tomato incident. Uh, he and the New Day beat the Miz and Elias and Jackson Riker. Uh, so it, kind of, it does kind of feel we're gonna we're getting some momentum. We're seeing some momentum for Damian Priest here. So maybe uh, potentially money in the bank if it, if if the Damian Priest isn't in the money uh, the ladder match itself. Maybe he wins the title there. I don't. I don't know. I think that that, that could be something because you know, I think there's he's got a lot of potential. So I, I'm hopeful for that. Uh, I don't know why, but something that just cracked me up tonight was we got like an acoustic version of "Hey Hey Hop Hop" with oh, Miz, John Morrison, Elias, and Jackson Riker, uh, and and that was uh, before the the Rotten Tomato incident, and also before I think that uh, a six man tag team match that went 28 minutes, which is crazy, because. Um, you know, yeah, it's the new day and they're great, and Damon Pierce is great, and like the Miz is a former WWE champion, but like it didn't, it didn't feel like a match that needed to go to, uh, almost half an hour on a three hour show. Um, but it was for me, it was like it was one of those matches where like you can kind of like just, like turn your mind off, and like once it was clear it was going to keep going, like I was like, all right, we're, we're here. Um, I don't know. I, I'm at the very least, you know, even though this you know, the, the Rotten Tomato thing wasn't great, and you know. We can what hopefully. What? What do you think about the show? I know you're building up to your rating. Keep going. And it's funny because this was the first hour, so you know, yeah. we had the 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 T bar tag team, uh, the retribution tag team match, and I do want to touch on that just a little bit. Where I'm glad John, I think you tweeted like, "Oh, they still have the names uh, T bar and Mace." Yeah. So that's kind of annoying, and it's weird, like. I, I responded saying like, oh, you know, it's maybe it's a step towards getting the Dominic Dejkovic that we knew in NXT. But at the same time, like he's got the mat, he's got the mask off and he's still got the retribution stink on him. Like, I just can't take the guy seriously. The face paint. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to how to get past that. But, you know, it stinks because the guy's really talented. But, man, I don't know. I don't know about it. Uh, but that was that opened the show. Then we got this, you know, almost half hour six man tag team match. And you pretty much knew Damian Pierce was gonna Damian Pierce was gonna win, but um, then a lot of nothing in, in, in the middle of the show. Although I, I like the the Charlotte Sonya Deville stuff, and then you know the the, the Rotten Tomato thing, the, the the slipping on the the wet floor didn't didn't do it for me. Uh, but then then the kind of book ended with the main event of you know I was I was glad to see the Strowman thing. Altogether, I would go for probably like a. Really, like a, oh, I feel like a five point five is too harsh. I'll, I'll, you know what? No, I got, I got to do it. Five point five for me. And uh, John, why you give your uh, rating while I look for some from the the comments here? Uh, let's go for me with a six tonight. So that uh, a five point seven five, a six, and a six in the three shows since after WrestleMania. Uh, not where I was expecting or wanting to be at. The fact that I haven't had a Raw over 7 in quite some time. Uh, this is the first I can remember in quite a long time where on Mondays I just... Uh, it's that time of the year where it feels like it's a chore and not a hobby. Uh, it's just that's the way it is right now. Uh, but I definitely don't feel that way about NXT or SmackDown. Uh, I no. look forward to SmackDown every Friday. Me too. Uh, but as far as Raw, when they release like maybe four or five segments slash matches before the show, and they're all repeats of the past two or three weeks, 
it's hard to get excited for this. Something has to change. Something has to get better. Um, I, I'm honestly shocked the ratings have been the highest they've been in months recently. They've been 1.9 or 2.0 when back during like October, November, December, they were like 1.6, 1.7. And this is far, far worse. Now, granted, we don't have football with it right now going head to head, but it, it just amazes me of how there must be some pretty dedicated fans like you and I that are still watching every week. Uh, they're going to complain, obviously, but they're still going to watch. And maybe that's that's their thought where, hey, they're still going to watch even if this is bad. But they, that should never be their mindset. It feels like that's kind of the locked-in mindset. And Fernando Fernando giving me credit for my honesty. I don't want to give it a 5.5, but, like, John, before we started the show, I, like, I was just feeling, like, down like i was like about the show i was just like man i'm not feeling good about it and you know the, the the comments for the most part back it up you know eddie zahari with a 4.9 thinking that vince mcmahon wants to make raw bad to purposely make people angry don't know about that a friend of the show, nando giving it a raw a meh five you know lines up or Laura rock with a 6.1 a little higher dj cassie with a 4.2 you know some low numbers there uh, uh, did you guys say with a 4.2 Michael Covington with a 7.5 uh, giving us some optimism hope, hoping that'll uh, improve and you know, giving a, you know some positivity there we appreciate that very much Luke got us with a 3 a 1 for each hour ouch <laughs> Sean Nikoff with a 5.5 uh, you know lining up there as well just kind of you know 5, 6 seems to be kind of the general range um yeah, it is kind of that rough time. It's, just, it's funny because we say the same thing around like Survivor Series time where it's like, oh, it's just kind of a rough patch and then they kind of kick into high gear. But like, is this going to be the way things are till like SummerSlam? Like, I hope not. You know, Nash Curse giving a seven, Herman Car with a six, the wrestling goods with the storyline sucked. I mean, that's, you know, a, 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 a typically fair comment about Raw. The wrestling, more than not, is going to be good. But the storylines aren't going to be great. Uh, and I, yeah, John, you were mentioning that like people are going to watch it no matter what. Obviously, it's it's our job too, so so we'll be here. Yeah, I know. No matter what, um, I don't know. There's something said where it's like, it's it's for me like I look forward to SmackDown and Raw is like a, a comfortable habit, even if it, I, it wasn't my job. Like it's just I've been watching it for so long now. It's just like it's like what else are you going to watch on Monday? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, then, then it's dark anyway. Not like you can do much else anyway. Yeah, so there's something to be said for that, and maybe someday they'll they'll actively try and you know make it a better show. But there's a, there's always some good stuff, right? There's always some redeeming things, and like I, I like the Braun Strowman stuff. Um, RK Bro could be could be fun, you know. There's there's some stuff to look forward to, and I didn't I didn't want to bash the Alexa Bliss stuff. I'm I'm more just saying I want to see you get in the ring and to kind of do something rather than like these two weeks in a row of of the same. But you know I'm I'm hopeful. You know even even coming off tonight, not a great show. Um, kind of I don't know. I WrestleMania backlash at this point. It's gonna have great matches, but we saw a lot of them at at WrestleMania, and that's why I'm glad we got this triple threat match because otherwise it is a lot of rematches. So. You know, it's it's like I'm looking forward to it because the, the pay-per-views usually deliver. But at the same time, like, you know, it's going to be a, essentially a replay in a lot of ways. So hopefully the next couple weeks we'll, we'll we'll pick up a little bit. We'll see some more some more, you know, 
twists, turns, build, whatever you want to say, a little more hype. Uh, I don't know, you know, but no matter what, John, no matter what, uh, we try to enjoy the show. That's what we do here. You know, WrestleZone, everything we do here is all about enjoying wrestling, whether it's this show, John, you and I will be back tomorrow night for a show that we, we look forward to with NXT. Well, I and hope then, so. You know, and then uh, Robert Diffleese and I will be back on Friday for the SmackDown Double Down, a show that, again, we look forward to rather than having Raw as the the comfortable habit. And then uh, the, the Dynamite Dudes Attitude do AEW coverage, and they also do fantasy booking with WCW Rewritten. We also do lots of great uh, exclusive interviews. I, I interviewed a Dak Draper of Ring of Honor. Bill Pritchard interviewed Paul White, the big show recently. Make sure to check that out. Constantly great, great stuff coming out, you guys. Make sure to leave, like, subscribe, whatever... Uh, platform you want, to, you want to use soundcloud spotify youtube apple podcast whatever it may be we've got you covered leave a like we definitely appreciate it so john we made it we made it through raw it's a three-hour show it wasn't great but my gosh we made it hopefully it'll be better next week but at the very least we've got we've got some wrestling this week that should be better so we will do one thing as we watch it above all else and john i need you to tell me what that is enjoy wrestling see you tomorrow indeed thanks for listening everybody